Hi, Kat here, along with my co-host, Red. On each episode, we read and review phishing scam emails, since most of them read like a bad Hollywood movie plot anyway. Join us for a lighthearted laugh and some crazy phishing stories about all things scams. Gone Fishing is produced by me, Catherine Fish, but the content is thanks to some creative and terrible scammers. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to Gone Fishing. It's Kat here with my co-host, Red. Hello, hello. And today we have some fun emails, as always. And I was telling Red right before we started recording that I had a fun fact to say. And my fun fact is that the email that I'm going to read is actually the email that started this whole idea for the podcast. Oh, wow. When, lore. Yeah. It's lore. Yes. <laughs> so when I like got this email in my spam inbox, this one came to me and I read it and it was like, it was just absolutely incredible. And I was like, this should be a podcast where I like read these. And then ergo, Gone Fishing Brainchild was born. And here we are today. And today is the day that we get to read the email that started it all. Wow. I remember you talking about getting, I don't remember the specific email. I just remember you like messaging me and you were like, I get all these emails. And <laughs> then we started talking about turning it into a podcast. So that's fantastic. This is the one, the one that the the straw that broke the camel's back right here. Yeah, this might be, this is in my top three most favorite emails that I've ever gotten. Um, because for some reason, I just like am such a, I am such a fishing target. Like I get all these scam emails and I don't know why, because I've never, like, I don't do fishy stuff on the internet, but mm -hmm. apparently they think, they think I'm gullible. <laughs> so anyway, you're on this, some list. All right. I, I definitely am. Anyway, I need to look into the algorithms of that, but yes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> but all of that being said, uh, who read first last time? I believe I read first last time because I gave the story. So That's since right. you have a story this week, you should go first and I'll go second. Okay, sounds good. I will I will kick it off. Okay. The subject line of this email reads product supply from Malaysia to our company. And it was sent from none other than insert drum roll sound here. Idris Alba. Ooh. Okay. Idris, Idris Alba at gmail.com. And Alba is spelled wrong. Mm. So, is, so is Idris. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> and it reads like this <clears throat> Hello, sir. Already off to a poor start. Yeah. Uh, my name is Mr. Idris Alba. I work for a zoological slash veterinary services company here in Ghana. Our company is in need of a product, in parentheses, natural herbal oil supplement, end parentheses, a special herbal oil solution which was discovered recently in Malaysia. 
The main reason is that our company ran out of stock of this product, which we have been using to mix vaccines for general treatments of pet, animal slash aquatic slash poultry farm injections since the year 2005 as contract awarded by the government of this country to deliver and distribute this product to all regions and districts of this country per every quarter of the year. That is a lot of um, pers and therefores going on. Okay. Indeed. And that was like just the first part. This is a long one. So buckle up. Oh, I'm ready. Following some issues between our company and the purchasing manager, for obvious reasons, he decided to quit and resigned his job (laughs) and went further to establish a separate company of his own with the profits he made out of the purchase of this product to our to our the company. He was then in full charge of the department of all procurement of materials and products for the company. My goodness, I am already lost, but all right, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) That former, (laughs) it's so confusing. That former purchasing manager was the head of my department in the company and my direct boss before he quit his job as a company purchasing manager. He made the company to believe that the product is ordered at the rate of 41,500 US dollars per gallon since his resignation from our company. I was appointed as the interim of temporary purchasing manager in charge of the same department recently. So this guy got promoted. Okay. So boss leaves. Yes. He gets promoted to the boss's position, but the company's in crisis because there is a a lack of the resource that they use for their product. Right? Uh, Yes. Is that the summary? Okay. Correct. I managed to discover the contact details of the local vendor of the product in Malaysia from the file in the office. And I found that the same product is supplied to him by one base dealer at the rate of $25,300 per gallon, which he delivers to our company at the rate of $41,500, making a huge amount of profits for himself. As a matter of fact, I do not wish to let anyone in our company know about this. And the contact <laughs> details of the Malaysian local base dealer because of my interest to make the same or even more profits with this opportunity. Wow. So he wants to play middleman. Uh-huh. And then the next paragraph says, listen, <laughs> the deal here now is that I intend to present you as the supplier. So you will be a middleman between our company and the Malaysian local base dealer. If you're willing to cooperate and follow the procedures accordingly so that our company will not know the main source of the product of, or the dealer, but to deal with you directly as the supplier. Please, if you're mm. interested and ready to do this business as informed, I will forward to you the contact details of the Malaysian local-based dealer to enable you to contact and negotiate to purchase and supply to our company. Our company is ready to make advance payment to you to supply the product at any quantity the company may order, usually 500 gallons at the minimum. The upfront or advanced payment can be used to mobilize and order the total quantity of the product ordered from the local dealer to be delivered to anyone our company will send to your country to engage a transaction with you as a supplier. And then in parentheses, it says FOB, which I honestly don't know what that means. 
Hmm. However, the profit will be shared among the both of us at the close of the deal, 70, 70% for you and 30% for me after deduction of all expenses incurred during the transaction processes. This deal will be a long-term business between you and our company if you're able to convince and handle the transaction professionally as a direct supplier and deliver successfully. Feel free to ask any questions of interest where you're not cleared to enhance and facilitate the transaction in every successful partnership business. Trust and respect among parties involved is priority or key to the success. I look forward to your positive mm. response as soon as possible to proceed with this deal as the company needs a product urgently. Also, kindly send me your mobile WhatsApp number to enhance and facilitate communi communication effectively to avoid delay. Thanks and best regards, Mr. Idris Elba. Yeah, I have lots of questions for <laughs> uh, Mr. Idris Elba. <laughs> So I'm glad that he wants questions because I got lots of them to yeah, follow tons. that monster of an email there. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. First of all, really hoping he <laughs> did not send this on his work computer. I'm glad he used his personal email because that's yes. like the whole scheme is laid out right there. No detail is left untouched. So no, if there's one thing that this email is not, that would be short on details. There yeah. are lots of details. <laughs> He's got it all planned out and laid out for you, which yeah. is overwhelming, to be frank. <laughs> but <laughs> it is quite a lot. But to me, who is not an actual scam artist, this is like a nice foray into um, being a middleman scammer for a massive company. Yeah. I mean, basically he wants to create a second middleman position and then raise the price and then we both profit from it. That's that's the end goal here from what I'm understanding. Did you say that he said it was 70% for us and 30% for him? Yeah. That seems weird. Okay. Interesting. Generous. He's generous. Yeah. Very generous. That, <laughs> that's, that's quite the split there. I would have pictured something more like just 50 50 or 40 60 but 70 30 i mean hey all right i guess we're yeah. taking more of the risk though because like i guess he has deniability he could be like oh this was the contact that i was given and they turned out to yeah. be fake if it all goes south i guess yeah or the the also the blackmail power to keep us in line right because he could expose us true yeah you better watch out mister or sir sorry you better watch out, <laughs> sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna give it a rating? Let's break this down. This is like a lot to digest. Yeah. So attention grabbing. Remind me what the subject was again. It was the subject line said product supply from Malaysia to our company. Okay. That in itself is not super attention grabbing. I don't really know what that means. And it kind of feels like something I would just get rid of. But yep. the email as a whole, though very lengthy, is spelled out in an intriguing way. So I think attention grabbing, the subject, if you if you click on it, or if it's like one of those versions of email where like, just the first, e you know, like the email automatically shows on your screen if it's the top email, like if this just like popped up in your inbox and you saw it, I would say it's like a like a five 
for attention grabbing, I think. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, it's kind of like product supply. What are you? Mm-hmm. I didn't order supplies. What's the and then Malaysia's sprinkled in there. So you're just yeah, like, it's okay, like, ooh, sure. That's kind of exotic. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to go with five. Um, for believability, it is wow. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's all laid out. He gives you the the whole history of everything around this plot you know we've got the old boss who's not there anymore we've got the product history and what their business does so like the company mission we've got his role um i don't know there's a lot going on so i mean it all on the surface it all makes sense like it's believable i think it's just a lot but density isn't necessarily falsehood so I'm going to say seven for believability. I think it's believable. Okay. It's just a lot to sludge through. It is indeed. There are, there's a lot of unnecessary words. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's, there's just a lot of words. Yeah. It kind of feels also like a thesaurus kind of threw up on this email a little bit because they're like, <laughs> oh, um, procured um, another word for give um <laughs> we will transact with you like i don't know like there's just a lot of like uh, yeah he decided like, to quit and also resigned his position <laughs> yes yes the redundancy yeah um it sounds like me trying to write a essay paper um at midnight when it's due like the next <laughs> gotta morning. make the word count yeah. yeah exactly um yeah so but seven out of seven out of ten for believability and then for call to action or and or like charisma, if you will. So he talks for so long in this email before there's really <laughs> any any sort of call to action. And then the call to action is just to give him your WhatsApp number and or yeah. respond to the email. So it feels like a lot of information for such a little return. But my guess is they just hope that if you're someone who takes the time to read through all of this that you're already invested, I guess, to move forward and you'll contact them. I feel like it's kind of weak though. So I'm going to say it's like a, like a three out of 10 for the call to action. Cause we're also moving to a different medium of communication with it, which I think is difficult. Like saying I emailed you, but now I want you to text me back on WhatsApp seems difficult for continual plot line. I would agree. And the fact that like they said, give, give me your WhatsApp so that I can text you again. When right. what they should have said was, here's my WhatsApp. You text me right. if you want to yeah. talk. So they like added another step in there that doesn't make any sense. Yes, that's very true. What about you? So those are my rankings. So what was it? Five, seven, three, three for me. ABC 573. <laughs> so for me, attention grabbing, I mean, because it literally did show up in my email. The the subject line hmm. did get my attention because I was like, what is it? What's this product supply from Malaysia? Not so much like, ah, yes, the herbal supplement that I was looking for at <laughs> my order confirmation, but more right. like, more just like, Okay, this is probably a scam, but like I want to know what they're t- what they're saying. So mm. the attention attention grabbing for me, 
I would give it a six, I think, because it did get my attention and it inspired a podcast. So way very, to go, Idris. That's very fair. Um, and perhaps maybe what is more interesting than the subject line was the sender email address, Idris Elba. Oh, and another fun fact about this was literally the day before I got it, I was talking about the actor Idris Elba. Coincidence? I think not. I know. So maybe that's why I'm writing it so high on attention grabbing too, because it was also this freaky coincidence, if you will. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll put that in quotation marks because then the very next day at 4.06 a.m., I got this email and I was like, that's weird. I was literally like looking at pictures of Idris Elba online. I just had a whole conversation about him. And then lo and behold, he emailed me. Yeah. All the way from so, Malaysia. Well, he's in Ghana, according to this email. Oh, that's right. That's right. The herbal solution is, is in, in Malaysia. Malaysia. Right. Yeah. So for believability, though, I think I'm going to go with you on a seven here. Because as ridiculous as this plot line is, and truly this could be like the opening letter to some like Indiana Jones-esque action film yeah like I see in it. a jungle somewhere like i could mm-hmm. see this happening becoming an international incident um there are so many details that like obviously somebody took the time to craft this story and they like they like had to really sit and think about this so if nothing else like kudos to their creative mind even though they're like yeah. criminals i mean this was like this is really out there. They like put some thought into this, put some heart into it. So for believability, yeah. I'm going to copy you on seven. Okay. But for call to action, I'm going to give it a two. I'm mm. going a little lower than you because like for the reasons that I pointed out, their call to action didn't make sense. Like, why would I send them my WhatsApp? They should have given me their phone number and then I could have called them because obviously... We don't want like to leave a paper trail of this kind of scheme. So I think, and also they didn't say like what we needed to tell them to establish communication. It's just a little bit muddy and it doesn't seem to make a lot of logical sense. It kind of feels like they spent all this energy writing the scam and then they like just like threw out there. Oh yeah, we need your WhatsApp. Yeah. Maybe this was like the student of that one lady from your story from before who went yeah. to all the literary clubs. Maybe yes. this was like an aspiring writer. And then they were just like, you know what? Her job seems easier. And they just like followed her into the the cop, the financial um, illegal actions of persuading people to give away their money. Swindling. That's the word I was looking for. There's yes. me with the thesaurus this time. Um, right. But yes, they were just like, oh, swindling people seems easier than writing a book. So I'll just write an email instead. Yeah, literally. Well, that was a fascinating email. I'm glad that you saved that one for this one. It's very, it was pretty powerful. <laughs> it was, it was. So combined score for the ABCs on this one is 15 out of 30. Wow. Right at halfway. Not bad. That might is that the highest one we've had? That might be the highest one we've had. I think it is. I think it is. 
Way to go, Mr. Elba. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, Red, what do you have today? All right, let me pull it up here. The one that I have today is entitled, With All Due Respect, My Dearest Friend. Wow. And this is from Mrs. Aisha Al-Gaddafi. And it was sent to undisclosed recipients. And then BCC'd to, obviously, the recipient who has it. (laughs) So, here it goes. Greetings to you, dear friend. How are you together with your lovely family? Three question marks. (laughs) Yes, they're very earnest to know how how we're doing with our family. With due respect to your person and much sincerity of purpose, I wish to write to you today for our mutual benefit in this investment transaction. I have no idea what's happening, but good. I'm (laughs) Mrs. Aisha Al-Gaddafi, presently residing here in Oman, the southeastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula in Western Asia. I'm a single mother and a widow with three children. I am the only biological daughter of the late Libyan president, late Colonel Munamar Gaddafi. I have an investment funds worth 27,500,000 United States dollars. And then they also put in parentheses that that was all spelled out, but they like put it in parentheses with the numerical representation there. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. And I need an investment manager slash partner. And because of my asylum status, I will authorize you the ownership of the investment funds. However, I am interested in you for investment project assistance in your country and any business that you will give us a good profit or in your company, skip a line, maybe from there, we can build a business relationship in the nearest future. That's a lot of words. It goes on to say, I am willing to negotiate an investment slash business profit sharing ratio with you based on the future investment earning profits. If you are willing to handle this project, kindly reply urgently to enable me to provide you more information about the investment funds. Your urgent Hmm. reply will be appreciated if only you are interested in this investment project. So she will not appreciate if you are not interested in the investment project. (laughs) Does not appreciate anything else. Sorry if you received this letter in your spam is due to our recent connection slash network error here in the country. (laughs) Ah. Best regards, Mrs. Aisha Al-Gaddafi. Wow. Okay, so first of all, this, this woman is kind of like important like she comes from a really important family yeah she's the only biological daughter of the late libyan president apparently I, I, yeah i thought i recognized the name Gaddafi, and i thought huh interesting mm-hmm. intriguing so let me make sure that i understand what she's proposing really quick i'm not sure i can clarify but we can walk through it together <laughs> So because of her asylum status, she is asking me to help or whoever the recipient is. Mm -hmm. I'll pretend it's me to help manage her 
money? Yeah, that, so she, yes, so she has an asylum status, which they don't really talk about why or go into that. Um, but because of that, yeah, she wants to pass on the ownership of the funds um, and investments to us um, as the email recipient. And they want to use, they want us to use that money um, to increase the profits and then share it with her, basically. So she wants us to like invest the money that she has into making more money and then like share the profits with her. Her okay, okay. Now, where does she say this money comes from? Why does she have it? I think just because she's the biological daughter of this guy. That does it, and- that's all it says. <laughs> Okay, so, and also, does it explain how she knew to contact us? No, but she says that we're a dear friend. Because it says, greetings, dear friend. How are you with your, how are you together with your lovely family? So. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I think there, yeah, it's assumed that we already know, even though she likes to remind her friends that she is the daughter of the late president. (laughs) You would think that would be like a tidbit we would remember about her if we knew her. Yeah. But maybe we're just, you know, we're cool Casual friends. friends. We don't like, yeah, we don't even think about her celebrity um, credentials. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot why my millionaire friend is in asylum in another country after her late father, who was the Libyan president, died. <laughs> Right. Oh, Aisha. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I knew her in school. <laughs> yeah. She wants us to urgently reply. That is yes. that is a call to action. Yes. But only if we're interested in the investment project. Otherwise, she will not appreciate it. Oh, yes. She doesn't want us to waste her time. Yes. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So we're supposed to email her back and then we can discuss a profit sharing ratio with her once she has heard back from us that's pretty much it i'm surprised she's not requesting a ratio this is her money yeah you would think like even idris told me 70 30 right yeah she's pretty open her fortune oh not greedy i like it yeah interesting okay so for attention grabbing um Remind me the subject line of this email. It, it is, is long. Yeah. With all due respect, my dearest friend. That's pretty attention graphic. I would have to say if that came through my email inbox, which by the way, this is the first phishing email that we've ever read that it has an explanation for why it would be in the spam folder. That's true. Yeah. I like that. She tried to explain that away to make it seem less fishy. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a connection error. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, That's how email works. <laughs> Poor Wi-Fi <laughs> goes to spam. Um. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Oh, I forgot. I'm still using my data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But nice try. That was a good touch. A good little yeah. detail there to like set your mind at ease. So I have to say for attention grabbing, that subject line might be my favorite one that we've ever had. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to give it... I want to give it an eight. Yeah, that's high. 
Nice. Now that will be the highest rating that I give because once you get to believability <laughs> on this one, it kind of tanks for me. Like I highly like I'm no one's going to believe that they're a dear friend with the only daughter of the former Libyan Libyan president. Yeah. Um, that's not that right there. Not believable at all. Yeah. At that's all. fair. So, so I'm going to give that one, like, I'm going to give it a three. Sorry. That's very Aisha. fair. Yeah. And then for call to action, the call to action was actually pretty simple and it was pretty straightforward. Wasn't asking for too much personal information, which makes me more inclined to respond. I would give that a, I'll give it a five. It seems okay. reasonable. Eight, three, five. Yeah. Those Eight, are my three, numbers. Five. Overall, that's, that's a pretty good score. Yeah. I mean, only one was below half, so not terrible. Yeah. I am briefly trying to look up this man's uh, Wikipedia page, and it's very long to see if Gaddafi? I could find like a list of his family members. But ah, oh, he has uh, two daughters. Sorry, oh. Aisha. Um, Aisha is one of them, but it's spelled differently. Oh no, it's spelled both ways. Is, okay, okay. So he does have a daughter named Aisha. Oh, and the other one was adopted. Okay, so she is not. So she's not lying. Yeah. That's just a really weird way to like explain who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She also has uh, eight brothers. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of Christmases (laughs) (laughs) or or whatever holiday you celebrate, but that's, so that's a large family gathering. So also I think I just assumed that he was dead. Is Gaddafi still alive? No, he is. He is dead. I believe. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to brush up on my Libyan political history, I guess. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that is, um, I am not yet an expert in that field. So, <laughs> not well averted. <laughs> yeah, uh, as, of, as of this recording, <laughs> <laughs> and probably the rest of my life. <laughs> for, my attention, for my attention grabbing score, um, I agree. It is attention grabbing. Um, with all due respect, my dearest friend, it's a little long, but that's not bad necessarily. Um, but I think for me, I don't know if I love it quite as much as you do or not that I don't like it, but I think I'm going to go six. I think I'm just going to okay. say it's above, it's above average. It's worth looking at. Um, I would probably click on it if I saw it. But I would be I, I'd be skeptical, I think, because I don't know any of my friends who, first of all, I don't really know any friends who would like choose to contact <laughs> me via email as a first choice. Um, and that would name their emails that like s- put that in the subject line. Right. Yeah. But six, I still think it's good. It's a good one. Believability is. Yeah, it's not. I mean, hey, bold claim, you know, you go for the celebrity connection like why not i guess um there's just not a lot of unity in this email it goes from like hey we're best friends to uh immediately like hey i need to talk to you about this investment transaction that you have no frame of reference of what that is or what that (laughs) means to then introducing themselves (laughs) which like we mentioned you wouldn't have to do if you were friends um And then going into a lot of information about who they are and then just immediately jumps from that to like, by the way, I'm rich 
And also <laughs> I apparently am in a in like asylum status, which means I can't do this on my own. I need a I need a sponsor. What is the word they use? Not sponsor. Um a partner, Project a manager, manager or ah. a partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because of her her status there. And so that's weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. And it's urgent, but I don't know why it's urgent. They don't really give us a reason as to why it's urgent. Rather, Yeah, like her bank account's just, not going anywhere. Yeah, there's not like a, I'm ill. There's like claim like we've heard before. So there's no right. like, there's no particular reason to be urgent. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go four. It's hard to believe, I think, a little bit. And then let's see. For charisma and call to action there's also there's also not much going on there so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna say probably probably a four like you know they're just like hey if you're you're interested please urgently reply Mm -hmm. but no real details so yeah i'm gonna go with that a four so this is crazy both of our emails got 15 out of 30 of our wow. ABCs, which means it's a tie. It is a tie. We mm. do not have a clear winner for today's email construction. Interesting. We'll have to make a tiebreaker sort of system moving forward so that we can break these ties. But this will officially be our first tie episode. This is our first tie. Wow. Look. Oh, man. I love that. Okay, maybe pretty early have, on too. I know. Maybe we'll have to have like listeners vote, have people like help us break the tie. We can I get like some, that idea. We can yeah. get some listener feedback on that. But are you ready to hear a real life scam story? I am very ready. Great. So this um, this story is uh, I got it from GQ. This actually touches on I think one of the most like covert but just unaddressed scam like scams ongoing running scam schemes of all time and that is psychics oh okay and setting like my personal opinions aside because like nobody's asking me what i think about it but it just we like we know that psychic readings and like tarot card readings people have been using that as a scam for centuries at this point yeah. but it remains popular and pretty much just like accepted in like everywhere i see it all the time yeah. still so i found this to be very very interesting and it's it's a shorter story and it's kind of a sad story because this um this is the story of a woman that they have um, called Ruth to protect. It's not her real name. They're protecting her real identity. But okay. um, this woman, Ruth, was in a really tough spot in life. She had just had a bad few years. She had a really nasty divorce. Her family was torn apart. She was feeling hopeless and alone. Um, mm. And she just was like having a tough time. And she was walking around. She was visiting New York. She was walking down the street back to her hotel and she came across a sign for a $5 psychic reading at this storefront. And she thought, well, heck, I got nothing to lose. It's only five bucks. Why not? 
So she walked into the store and she met a woman who goes by Psychic Zoe. So this person calls themselves Psychic Zoe. Okay. She, she sat down with Ruth um, and they started talking and Ruth just kind of told her everything about her divorce and depression abuse in her past she had had an accident like she just she she like bared all laid it out there for this psychic zoe person and they were there to listen and so ruth said that she felt like it was the first time she'd been listened to in a really long time and so she found a lot of comfort um and compassion Mm -hmm. in this woman who was listening to her um so i guess this psychic had told her that she needed to come back And so she left with like this little bit of hope that like, maybe this woman can help me and turn things around. She came back and psychic Zoe had like a diagnosis for Ruth's issues. And that was that she had an extraordinary number of curses on her and her family to explain why all these bad things were happening. Oh dear. So like a lot of evil, a lot of darkness, super bad mojo. um, And Ruth was kind of like, I mean, yeah, it feels like I'm cursed. So that that would explain it. So Psychic Zoe reassured her that she could do the work to remove the curses. Um, she would do all like the spiritual, um, like kind of fighting and like work to get these curses lifted. And then she would be happy again. She'd be reunited with her children and her husband would even come back if that's what Ruth wanted. So oh all that- that's a big promise. Yeah. <laughs> All that Ruth had to do was buy gold from Psychic Zoe because gold was like the strongest element in the universe and it could create a powerful, impenetrable shield that would protect Ruth and her family. And apparently Ruth was like kind of loaded because she walked in there and lo and behold, she bought a gold chain and a collection of coins, like one coin for each member of her family um, for 18 grand. Oh my gosh. And she just like at this lady's business, like, yep, she just was like, Here's some gold, 18 grand, please. Yeah, wow. she like supposedly went in another room that had like an altar, it was like her altar room for her. You'll throughout the story, you, you see it referred to as like church, it's like the okay. psychic's church kind of thing. And um, so she like went into the altar room came back with this gold chain and these coins and was like, well, here, I've got some gold for you. All you got to do is buy it from me. And Ruth was like, okay. So um, the gold was supposed to strengthen Ruth's aura and build that shield that she's talking about. So Mm -hmm. Ruth had asked to see the room where the gold came from, the altar room, but Zoe said, nope, no bad juju in there. You can't go in. And she was (laughs) like, oh, oh, okay. Yikes. So (laughs) We're friends, but we're not like that good of friends, Ruth. Right. Yeah. She's like, no, you're like, sorry, you're like way too cursed. And she was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) So she took pictures of herself with the items. So she had evidence that she had bought them. Like Psychic Zoe had like written out a a handwritten receipt for her. So the transaction was like, there was evidence. Mm -hmm. And Ruth kind of left and flew back to her home country, which was not in the US. It doesn't say where, but but she's not from here. But she was kind of like, well, I guess if I just got scammed, I'll probably never hear from her again. But psychic Zoe contacted her. Um, And they began to talk regularly. And psychic Zoe became kind of an integral part of her life. Like they 
talked, I mean, she'd give her life advice. They talked about her divorce and um, Zoe would continually warn Ruth about the terrible things that could happen if she wasn't there to intervene for her with her spiritual powers. So oh. over the next few weeks, as the psychic's premonitions became more and more terrifying, their vibes of the relationship and the dynamic quickly became controlling. And yeah. um, psychic Zoe would say like horrible things to this Ruth person, like, and this might be upsetting for some people to hear, but like she would say things like, the babies that Ruth had miscarried would be locked in hell with Ruth's grandparents if she didn't listen to the psychic. Oh my gosh. Like crazy stuff. And then came then came um the harassment. And so like Ruth became incredibly sleep deprived because psychic Zoe would call her all through the night, like one, two, three, four in the morning, terrorizing her. Oh my and gosh. The psychic could set like this deadline of like, okay, by March 1st, your troubles are going to be gone. I'm going to be able to lift the curses and it'll be over. But then as March 1st approached, she was like, dude, it was so much worse than I thought. I've been staying up all night doing this spiritual battle for you. And the work is exhausting, but there were so many demons that she couldn't get it done by the deadline. Mm -hmm. So she basically told Ruth, listen, you're going to need to step it up. I know I said the gold chain and the gold coins, but we're going to need a golden pyramid. (laughs) That's right. A pyramid that they were going to have to place on the sacred grounds near Tucson in Arizona. And it would cost mm, like a hundred thousand dollars to build because it had to be big enough to, to protect everyone. And um, Ruth was like kind of shocked by the cost, but she was like, okay, she said it. So I trust her. And of course, um, Zoe was like, no, no, you'll get your money back after this is all over. Um, So she did it. So basically, this went on like this for years, this dynamic between them. Years. Oh, wow. Okay. Years. And so psychic Zoe was just this like relentless nagging voice in her head all the time. She texted and called her day and night, gave her terrible like legal and financial advice during the divorce. And um, like she turned Ruth against people in her life. And it was just like, it was just incredibly like abusive. And she, she went on to tell her to buy like a 9.2 carat diamond ring, which is like, that's a lot of carrots. That's so expensive. Yeah. And like, if she didn't do it, Ruth would never find love again. And all this stuff. Wow. Um, a couple years after that, Psychic Zoe said that Ruth needed to, to buy... So I guess the pyramid didn't work either. Ruth needed to buy mm. spiritual armor. And so Ruth dropped $160,000 to get this armor. Wow. That's and a lot of armor. That's a lot of armor. <laughs> I don't know what that was made out of, but it, it must have been designer because that's yeah. so expensive. <laughs> And so, like, the psychic had drawn up a contract in the mail and had it signed by a witness under the name Robin Funk. And so the contract's terms... (laughs) That's a real name. Right? (laughs) The contract (laughs) seemed to be a mixture of, like, financial provisions, but then also, like, 
weird like private glimpses of like feeding Ruth's hopes. Like it at one point it said like I find where I belong and Zoe will advise me and guide me for life. Like weird oh like cryptic phrases that were like interwoven into the legal jargon. I don't yeah. know how that anyway. So that came to be basically by something like a few years later after this whole thing started, Ruth had given psychic Zoe a little over do you want to guess how much money? Oh my gosh. Well, if she spent like a hundred to sixty on the armor, and if we assume she spent the hundred on the pyramid, I don't know. I mean, it it would have to be like around like three hundred thousand, maybe. I wish. Oh no. Seven hundred and forty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. So she wasn't cursed with um poverty, apparently. Well now, apparently but like, well, she now was, she like, was. The one, yeah, the one thing she had going. She wow. yeah, she so she was like fairly well off, but after this, she was broke and exhausted. Um, and that was when she finally decided to completely cut off psychic Zoe. However, the harassment did not stop there. And she started getting ominous emails signed by someone named Joseph Avner, who claimed to be connected to that church that I mentioned, like the psychics Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. um, with threats. Like we will have to locate one of your family members to discuss these matters ASAP. So like ominous, but that's, But that's when Ruth started researching psychic scams and realized that she had been a victim of one that was actually pretty popular. Enter Bob Nygaard, who is a retired NYPD officer who has become a PI and he specializes in psychic scams. Wow. What an interesting niche. Interesting. Yeah. He's one of very, very few. And apparently he, like, yeah, there's even like this organization that is referenced in the article that's like specifically for PIs of like really unique specialties. <laughs> so that's uh, that seems, yeah, this is his. And he's like kind of got a, like an iconic persona that he's created. Like he wears a fedora and a trench coat. Uh, and yes. picture him like that's fantastic. Lurking in emoji. a rental car. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Yeah, it's basically (laughs) him. The article describes him as like a bad buddy cop movie from the 90s. Like, (laughs) I love that. um, Yeah. So I will say there's also been some criticism on him for like the psychics that he's going after criticize him of taking advantage of the same people that they're victimizing. But Mm. also, but you suck for like, trying to hurt these people and he's trying to put you in prison. So of course you're going to say that. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 So basically um, he has had something like 40 criminal psychics convicted over the past decade. And he's like gotten a bunch of attention on global media outlets for bringing awareness to how prevalent this type of scam is. And it's actually called in this article, they call it a confidence scam. But when I looked Mm. it up, it's also called a confidence game and it's a particular type of scam. And so the definition is it's when a person defrauds a victim of their money, property, or information through 
tricks, the perpetrator is able to defraud the victim of their possessions through gaining the victim's trust. A popular confidence game in recent years has been email phishing scams. Ah, it all ties together. It does. So that was a little something that I learned. <laughs> but another thing basically Nygaard goes on to say is that he has such a hard time convincing police departments that there's an actual crime being committed because like if you like just telling this woman Ruth's story, it sounds so ridiculous that even the cops are like, there's no way a normal person would give yeah. this stranger almost like $750,000. Like that seems ridiculous. Right. But it happens to build a pyramid in Arizona. <laughs> right. But it happens all the time. And it's, it's essentially um, based on this like principle of reciprocity is like one way that these psychics take advantage of people in really vulnerable emotional states. It's this idea mm. that they do something for you. So you owe them something in return. Like, so psychic yeah. Zoe is going to rid you of all these curses but then you owe her the money and the resources to be able to like do that for you. And mm-hmm. it usually starts with something small, like the coins, and then it grows right. and grows and grows into something. And, and then um, the other principle that I guess psychologists have, have given a name to is called commitment and consistency. And so it's basically like, if someone asks you to do something, on the principle that I'm a polite person, I'll do it for you or I'll like, I'll answer your questions kind of thing. So Mm, they start with something small and then someone will go along with it. And then they ask you something else small and then they go along with it. And then boom, they hit you with something big. And because you're a nice person, you'll probably go for that too. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's like a bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it gets people all the time. And so essentially this woman, To wrap up the story, this psychic who they like discovered the real name of, found other victims that she had ripped off, she ended up pleading guilty in court to these crazy fraudulent scams and was sentenced anywhere from like five to 15 years in prison. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm glad she got busted for manipulating vulnerable people. That's terrible. The sad part is though, she quite a scheme. I know she only had to pay like two hundred thousand in restitution fees, though. So unfortunately, poor Ruth basically oh. was out her entire life savings because of that. Yeah, probably because it was voluntary. That's probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. the. But I mean, it's not like she robbed her per se. I mean, right. at least with some of it, like she purchased a product and she got it. So, right. That's a, yeah. crazy, right? That is absolutely crazy. I mean... Wow. Like, I just don't even know how that even like $700,000, like, how do you justify that? Like, I don't like, as you would think there'd be some sort of wake up in your mind and be like, this can't be correct. But well, and that's, that's the thing. Like when you yeah. throughout the email or the, um, the story, Ruth said that there were multiple places along the way where she tried to pull away from the psychic. She thought this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And Zoe would always be able to talk her back into it. So essentially Mm -hmm. what we see is like, and this is like it just a typical abusive relationship only it's not like an, a a domestic abuse relationship. It's a scammer that has built this emotional attachment to this, this victim. And it's, it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome type relationship where 
Ruth, yeah. Ruth was so loyal to this psychic because she needed that hope in her life so desperately that she, it cost her everything. Wow. That's so sad. I know. Like, it makes me angry I know. to like, hear that story, but at least she got, she got some justice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I guess there are PIs out there like Nygaard that are trying to, to bring awareness to this, to get justice for other victims too. But yeah, it's something to be aware of. I watched of. a TV show about him. I would. Yeah. I would absolutely. Watch, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see a guy in a trench coat and a fedora in 2022 running around busting like fake psychics and spiritual predators. Like that sounds, I would 100% watch that. I know, right? Sign me up. Can we get an investigation discovery on that? Like, how do we make that happen? <laughs> yeah, for real. If that happens, can we get some like, credit yeah for can we fee- get like, featured like, can we host it can we yeah <laughs> can we be sponsored we'll do something anything anything <laughs> i know right but yeah so that's just, that's the real life scam story watch out for those psychics that's crazy and to think it all started with a five dollars like the five dollar whim purchase and then all the way to seven hundred thousand plus dollars crazy wow yeah that's an awesome story though i mean not awesome in like a like poor ruth but like awesome like like tail yeah like crazy yeah awesome yeah all right well that's all we got for today any closing words red i monumental episode i mean we've got the email that started it all we've got a tie our first tie of scores between two different emails and a a very solid tail a warning tale to to finish us off so yeah very solid i feel like this was a this was a great time i i agree and i don't think there's anything left to be said so with that we'll sign off and we'll see you next time watch out for those confidence scams stay safe out there <laughs> thanks for going fishing with us today make sure to like and subscribe and follow our instagram at gone fishing pod that's fishing with the ph to see the emails we're reading and for source materials. Also, DM us your phishing emails so that we can do a reading and review of the junk in your spam folder too. We'll see you next time.